that sounds like something that would happen in the 1800s but you guys are talking about this happening couldn't do anything right like like if i went to prom i couldn't go to the after parties i had to be home if i was drinking i mean i made sure i drink at like seven o'clock so i can be home at midnight and don't the southern baptists like have wild poisonous snakes in there that's totally different okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's not us we're gonna make some people mad i'm not gonna start guessing who that is last night when we were having dinner this thing about worms in your poop came up and i think that i have worms in my poop and then anna was like oh my gosh i just got the test for that thing. wait the girl at the other side of the table said the exact she, there was, she got thing. the parasite I'm, we literally found molded pizza underneath ariana's bed last week <laughs> because we had a murder ministry dinner at the house and the kids took pizza upstairs teaching them like the american dream is possible just like everybody else is playing like you could get to the point if you wanted a private job you just gotta work really hard she's so pretty is she actually that <laughs> successful i remember coming here and i was like mom we're in the united states like you can't beat me and she was like i'll drag your ass across oh. the border and beat you <laughs> i was like okay never mind i'm from mississippi and your parents will beat you to death what? if you even look at them Hi, I'm Heather. And I'm Shannon. And we are two women here sharing inspiring stories about fearless females to help encourage you to live your life unapologetically. Welcome to the Unapologetically Me podcast. On today's episode, we have an amazing woman who is not your average CPA. She is definitely the coolest CPA we have <laughs> ever met. She's so freaking smart and she specializes in accounting for real estate investors. So everyone I know in our industry uses her for their tax planning. She's also like one of the most beautiful businesswomen I ever see. You don't actually, you're like, she's so pretty. Is she actually that <laughs> successful? <laughs> we met at a conference a while ago and have been buddies ever since. So I'm so excited for y'all to hear from Miss Anna Klein today. Anna, welcome to the Unapologetically Me podcast. You guys, thank you so much for having me. Thanks I'm so excited to here. be here. I know. I'm excited that you're here. Yes. It's going to be so fun. I feel like we've known each other, but we've never really, I've only met Heather in person, but you and I like talk back and forth, but like we never actually met in person. So I'm really excited. I know. I feel like we vibe really well. We're like, I feel like I've known you forever and we can just like sit down and have a conversation and like feel like we've been friends forever. I agree. And I love that. Me too. I, I really think that's how that. we became buddies because we were at this conference with a ton of mean girls and oh, no. we ended up like eating all our meals together. Actually, we were, I was sitting at a table by myself and Anna came up and sat next to me and she was like, I'm a speaker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can I sit here? Like no one was talking to me, nothing. Aww. And then I was like, which is fine. Like, I think like we're old enough to be like, all right, whatever it is what it is. Yeah. But then I sat down, I'm like, okay, tell me about yourself, Heather. And she was so humble. And then I'm like, who is this girl? I was like, oh my gosh, she's such a badass. Um, then she told me about her kids and everything. I was like, oh my gosh, like it's so great to vibe with other women who are entrepreneurs and it doesn't happen very often so I feel like when you find women like us I really do cherish those relationships because you talk more than just business and what's interesting is I've noticed that the women who are entrepreneurs like actual entrepreneurs <laughs> um they aren't as judgmental as other women for some reason there's no like judgment when you're talking to them and you can talk about whatever and they do respond like what and then they have like a plan to talk to you about yeah, because I'm sure that's how our businesses work. It's so nice to have a group of friends like you guys, seriously, because when even when you go home, you don't have the same friends like you can't have the same conversations. Right. And then when I come to these events where I talk to you guys, it's like, oh, my gosh, like you can actually have raw, real conversations about everything. It doesn't just have to be business. 
literally everything. (laughs) (laughs) Because our dinner last night was so crazy. But so as long as we've known each other, I don't actually know the story of how you started your accounting firm. Okay. So I was working probably like a lot of entrepreneurs were working and they were so sick of doing the nine to five. I was like, I'm not going to come every single day and ask for permission to do something and have to drive here. So I was like, I got to do something else. This is not for me. But at the beginning I was poor, so I couldn't like do anything. So I still had my job and what I ended up doing was my dad is a partner at a grocery store back where I'm from. I'm from Wisconsin. And I was like, hey, do you think I can just print out business cards and just like stand out there and give my business cards? And he's like, sure. And I've been looking for these freaking business cards forever so I can like see like started from the bottom, you know, um, because it's a great moment because I literally would sit there after work from like five to nine and hand out business cards to anyone that would take me. And it was nobody. Right. Because everyone was like, who the heck is this girl sitting here? Um, but so Social media wasn't so much like it is today. So anyways, eventually people started trusting me and I started growing my firm. And then I think during COVID, for I think for a lot of people who do online business, I think it just took off because social media was huge and people started realizing that you don't have to have a CPA in your town that you have to go to that you can be everywhere anywhere i'm sorry and still work with a cpa so covid really really helped and now social media and just word of mouth um has really helped you know get me where i am today so whether it's your accountant or your lawyer or your attorney or whatever the um i guess lawyer and attorney same thing yeah <laughs> i'm an insurance agent <laughs> it's so much better to have those things as the niche that you're in as opposed to like someone in your town that you know because where you specialize in real estate investing all the strategies and planning that you do is so much better than just an accountant who knows accounting law tax law. Yeah. I think I didn't realize that until like when I started, you know, I started just doing 1040s for everybody. I was like, whatever, whoever, whoever trusts me, I'm taking you. Right. But then I realized, and this was like my epiphany moment when real estate investors were paying less money in taxes than other than like my high net income earners. And I was like, how the heck are these people doing this? And then I realized that real estate is where wealthy, how people get wealthy and what the tax benefits it. So then you do have to find someone who is in the real estate niche, or if you're manufacturing, I have no idea what manufacturing is like, so I wouldn't work with someone that way, you know? So it's like, find someone in your niche, whether it's your attorney, whether it's your CPA, um, everyone can be a realtor, but are they investors? Do they have the best interest in your values or whatever you're trying to do your goals? Yeah. I think one of the things that makes you like at the very beginning of this for like, Anna is not your average CPA. <laughs> like, why do we say that? It's because when we see you and especially like on social media, you have like a ton of followers. Like most people would be like, she's a CPA. Like how does a, we think of CPA as kind of like, and this is not meant to be offensive at all, like a boring business. Right. But like, you don't make it boring for one. Like you explain it so well to where like people, like your average person can understand it, but also you're like the cool girl in school, like that you would like want to be friends with. And so I love that about you. Um, what made you like get into that? Like, how did you even decide, like, I want to be a CPA? Well, thank you for that. That's really nice. Cause I wasn't the cool girl in high school. Then I went to college and that was a different story, but I think I just want people <laughs> wait, wait, to back up. <laughs> what was different about college? Uh, so my parents were really strict. I was born and raised in Mexico and my parents, we were talking about this yesterday at dinner. Our, my parents were so strict. I couldn't go out to dinner. I couldn't, I had to be home. I like 10, right? How old were you when you moved here? Uh, 14. Yeah. So then I went and went to this American new life of openness of everyone sleeping over. And I was like, oh my God, everything's great. And I remember my mom, like she would 
beat us right if we didn't behave well in mexico and i think it's a normal not normal but that's just how it is back there and i remember coming here and i was like mom we're in the united states like you can't beat me and she was like i'll drag your ass across the border and beat you i was like okay never mind is that like a cultural thing no i'm from mississippi and your parents will beat you to death if you even look at them wrong oh my gosh what we're learning because we were at dinner with a couple other people from different countries last night the like way southern people are raised are very similar to the way foreign people people are raised like very similar we start out super poor our parents are crazy strict and will literally beat the crap out of you literally we we even got so i'm not super young but i'm not like 70 and we even got paddled in school like if you did something wrong in school you would get sent to the principal's office and they had this long wooden paddle with holes in it so they could (gasps) swing it faster and that you would get so many licks depending on what you had done wrong and i never came to school i missed a hundred days of ninth grade and what Why? So I got so I didn't want to go. I hated it. I hated school, I hated too. school too. And so wait, but you I did different numbers of licks with paddles. That yeah. sounds like something that would happen in the 1800s, but you guys are talking about this happened. This yeah. did not happen Even at my when, school. Okay, well we didn't get beat at my school. My mom would beat me with the belt. Like, yes. Oh yeah, all the mom. time. Or school, yeah. wherever. My aunt should beat us with the hairbrush. <laughs> yeah, and this like, was normal. Yeah. Like yeah. your friends' parents did this too? Yes, yes everyone did. And to you if you're there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. No. Yes. Yes. Serious? It was always like your voice didn't matter. And I'm not like poor pitiful me because I no, think no, no. I don't I don't have a kid, so I don't know what's going to be like. But it's like. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to beat my kids <laughs> yeah, too. But now I, I don't know. I really don't know why. I mean, I think I turned out fine, but it was definitely very strict. Well, my mom, though, is a grandma. Even if I like look at my kids wrong, it's like, Heather, don't you do that to oh, them. I'm like, lady, what happened to you do you remember what you did to me yeah, <laughs> yeah no. and, and i'm being dramatic it's not yes, like she did something to me but they were very strict and very so you grew up in a very strict household oh yeah i mean even to this day my mom tries to like control my life i'm like women you don't even live in the same city as yeah, i do they're on instagram doing this yes my mom has got to make sure they're very dramatic her. um so anyways i got to college and i mean in high school i couldn't do anything right like i couldn't go to like if i went to prom i couldn't go to the after parties i had to be home if i was drinking i mean i made sure i drink at like seven o'clock so i can be home on new at midnight right so when i got to college woo, it was wild i <laughs> partied every single day my roommate kicked me out um I went to the University of Madison and it's like a really prestige school. Don't know how I got in. Like for sure it was because I was Mexican, a hundred percent. I did not have good enough grades. No idea how I got in. But two years later, I just partied too much. And my parents were like, you're failing. Mm. Had the best two years of my life under my parents. So shout out to my parents for that. Um, yeah, I graduated college with like a 2.4. I hated school. Like I was like, this is enough for me. So, but I knew I was going to be an accountant because my mom was an accountant in Mexico. And I was like, whatever, I'll just do it. But then I loved it. And I was like, mm-hmm. and then when you got to, when I got to learning what the tax code is, I was like, well, I want to be wealthy too. Like, I don't want to work for somebody. How am I going to do it? Just like the wealthy do it. So I think I have a passion for teaching people, especially um, like in my culture, it's like teaching them like the American dream is possible, just like everybody else is playing. Like you could get to the point if you wanted a private job, you just got to work really hard for it or whatever your goal is, right? You know, it can be done. So I'm like, I guess I'm just passionate about it. And, but also don't want to bore you with tax codes. Like how boring is well, that? Well, you own some real estate yourself. Yes. Um, I So then I was like, wait, if they're doing it, I need to be doing it too. So I started buying properties back in Wisconsin. Um, we just purchased a property management business in Dallas with a partner of mine. Um, so now I'm just in, how do I continue to just grow my, grow my wealth for my kids one day? 
Yeah. Your future kids. My future kids. Your future kids. I love that. But there's one thing that's interesting that just clicked to me where we both had really strict parents. We're also like best friends with our moms now. Oh my gosh. So it's not like we think of our moms as like they were abusive. They were very much had our best interests at heart and were trying really hard to raise us. And I frankly, my mom being that way is what pushed me to be what I am now. I, the personality that she turned me into from her every time I would say I couldn't do something she would say don't say I can't say I can and do it I love that I think our moms behaving that way is what made us who we are a hundred percent I mean it's like so nice that you say that because like everything I am today is because of my mom I mean she struggled so much came to the United States didn't have papers was a bus girl like at IHOP um and if it wasn't for her I wouldn't be where I am today so like she Yes, she was strict, um, but I would literally do anything for my mom. Yeah, mm, I love that. That's special. Yeah. So let's switch directions a little bit. When you and I first met, you were dating a guy, and we were talking. <laughs> we had all of these like different topics that we were talking about with trying to find your next husband, and you totally switched directions. And you and your boyfriend have moved in together. Yes. So I was married. I got married super young. Um, How young? I was, well, I met my ex when I was 21 after getting out of a, never really told anyone this, but like a um, abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. So I was like very vulnerable. So when this person came, they were nine years older than me. So I was like, oh my God, this is it. But my parents were strict. So even at that age, oh my gosh, I was 21. My mom's like, you can only go strict. They're still strict. She's like, you can only go out one day a weekend. I had to be home by 10. I was like, I'm 21. She's like, I don't care. So I moved out. So I was like, I'm, so I moved out with my ex. So we got married when we was 23. We're together for 12 years. Um, we had an affair with my best friend. (gasps) No. Yes. Um, so that was it. Like, I was like, that's the one thing I will never put up with. I mean, it was horrible. Thank God it happened though. Like today I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Um, and then I moved, I would lived in Wisconsin. And I was like, Hey, I'm moving. Like, I can't do this anymore, but I still then got another toxic relationship. That's what me and Heather met, but I've never had a healthy relationship. And I tell people this all the time. Like even from my real dad, it was a toxic relationship. Like all I've known in my life is unhealthy relationships and they don't teach you how to have healthy relationships. So I was unhealthy, unhealthy, unhealthy until I met this boy in Dallas who is like the most American. Okay, so but I don't know how we say this, but when I first met you, you were like, Heather, I only like black I only like black men. A hundred percent. And that's like all you were willing to date. And so when we talked that's to so true. And when we talked a couple weeks ago, you're like, he's like totally white. I'm like, what? I thought you told me you weren't even gonna go out on a date with a white man. I agree. I feel like my ex was American or white, and I was like, the culture difference is insane. I mean, we like to drink we like to party our family is number one um with my ex who is a, a white i couldn't like it was so hard you know and i'm not saying your everyone and your ex-husband my ex-husband yeah wait so, was your ex-husband white yes okay um so there was a lot that he wouldn't do just because our culture is so different you know i'll be like when was like last, what like when was the last time you spoke to your mom and he'd be like i don't know three months ago and i'm oh like my oh my gosh or like we she would could have, be dead yeah i was like we would have get-togethers <laughs> all the time at our house and it was like wait i just saw your family so i understand our mm. Um, you know Mexican not culture all white people are like no, no and that's what I'm way. saying yeah. not every yeah because I'm super I'm white and I'm super close with my family and I, I talk that. to my mom like 10 times a day you talk about being white and sometimes you talk about being Jewish so do you think of oh. yourself as white or Jewish I, I think that like people see me as a white girl right 
because Jew isn't Jewish, like well, who white. Who cares what they see you as? Like, do you think of yourself as? So I I'm, clearly in today's world, you can be whatever you want to be. So do you think? So, of when clearly. I, so I always just thought like I'm white, but I guess I don't know. Is Jewish being Jewish not a white thing? No. But are you? Do you celebrate like? Are, I don't celebrate. You, okay. So I'm I'm Christian. Oh, okay. But I'm and this is like something that we had a conversation about because I told because I'm in Bible study. Oh. But then I was like in on one of our podcasts, um, I was like, yeah, I'm Jewish, and I and I like, think she was so confused huh? <laughs> because. Um, but where like, I live in Boca, a huge percentage of the people are Jewish. Jewish, and they very they say I'm Jewish. They don't say I'm white, or like because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no like because well, like no one's white in South Florida. <laughs> like they're like all these different Latin I American agree. countries. But there's not Jewish. like a Jewish check mark when you're like on the boxes. There's like Caucasian, white. I think like, people just are starting to more be like I'm Mexican, I'm Jewish, like I'm Christian. Yeah. Well, I'm Jewish, like in my DNA. Okay. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I'm not, I don't practice the religion and I don't do like Hanukkah. My, my, some Who's of my Jewish? family does. My mom is like a hundred percent Jewish. And so does she practice that <clears throat> stuff? Did you grow up that way? We grew up with a Christmas tree. Okay. So, oh. but a lot of my family grew up with menorahs and they did. So like I grew up with kind of both, but I never like went to, I never got like a bat mitzvah. I never did like the um so that's why you think you're white yeah so that's that, what yeah. Probably, yeah but like if you my 21 and me or whatever it is was like <laughs> you know 50 percent jewish so <laughs> that's when i say like i'm jewish it's just like in my dna i guess but anyway so that's why i was saying because like i'm really close with my family okay but do you think that there's a lot of white people that are not yes <laughs> and i think it's because just like like my like the, the people I hang around with like they're not I'm like what are you doing on Sunday and it's for me it's like we're going to our parents for six hours like that's what we do right like or like Mondays even to this day everyone all my family lives in Mexico every Monday they go and have uh, dinner at my grandma's hmm. like that's just not how it is here but it's nothing wrong with it so it's like I wanted the same culture yeah and I will say that the African-American has this the very similar culture so i was like that's it like this is where i'm at this is like i love it where we love to dance we love to party we love to be with our family so i was like never again will i date a white guy <laughs> and jesus had a different like path for me and introduced me to my boyfriend now um and he is literally the most country y'all lifestyle <laughs> i've ever where is he from he's from the, like a 2000 person town in texas so when i first met him he's like uh, he would call me mama. Oh. And I was like, wait, what? I was wait, like, he what said is, what? He like, calls you mama? Mama, but I feel like that's a thing in this. In, in, yeah. Yeah. Or like his grandma, he would call him. Oh my God, I can't think of the name of what they call grandmas. But anyways, very totally different to me. Mima. Mima. Oh my gosh. <laughs> is that like a Midwest thing? Or like I don't a, know. It's country. Like country. Yeah. Oh, country okay. as you can think. And so when my mom became a grandma because she's like, my mom has like the perfect hair and the perfect makeup so every day. She's like totally put together. And so when she first became a grandmother, she didn't want to be called like grandma or granny. She was convinced we were going to call her glamma. <laughs> like, you're not calling you glamma. Okay. It's not happening. Chris you Jenner. Don't stop, I'm yeah. calling you granny. <laughs> like, but the South seems to have more like 
super country sounding terms yes. for that stuff. I mean, even your accent, you have a really thick accent. That's how his accent is. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, it's 10 o'clock. I'm like, what? What time is it? <laughs> 10? Like, I, English is my second language, but I'll say like 10. And I'm like, but anyways, um, it's the first healthy relationship after mm-hmm. being in counseling for so long that I've ever had. I didn't ever thought that you could have like healthy communications with people, healthy arguments. Um, it's totally wild. And when I would get like Latina attitude, he'd be like, no, I'm not putting up with it. He still puts up with it. But um, yeah, it's crazy. Like they don't teach us how to be in a healthy relationship. That's uh, so true. And most of us don't have good examples of no. that. And so one of my questions for you, I with all the single guy friends that I have, they have these ridiculous standards for the women that they want to date. And, they're, and it's not even that like they have to look perfect. It's just like, weird stuff like we have this one guy friend who um he's a successful guy but he's insisting he wants to date a black woman with only natural hair and he won't even like go on a date with a black woman that doesn't have natural hair and the reason i'm saying this is since you had this really specific guy that you thought you were going after how did you decide to like give your boyfriend a chance or like go on a date with somebody that was the opposite of what you thought you wanted Honestly, I think I've just like prayed about it so much. Um, I've really like, and I've been on dates with all types, like people who make so much money to people who are just starting their business. And I think you get to a point, I think men are different than women. Well, no, I don't think they are, right? Where it's like, to me, that doesn't matter. I get to a point where it's like, I don't care about the money. I don't care about if they're like super like muscular or whatever your thing is, right? Like the hair, it's like, that's going to go away. Like, or you're not even going to notice it in like two or three years. No, you're going like, to forget about exactly. it. Exactly. So like, how do you feel like, what are you looking for, for that person to, you know, fulfill you? That's not physical because all of this, all of the BBLs, all that everybody has is like, that's going to go away. And eventually you're going to lay next to a person and be like, well, this person makes me happy or this person, well, that was a nice butt or that was nice hair. It's like, that doesn't matter anymore. So I think you just got to change your mentality. But I do believe that social media is a downfall. Mm, in what way? Because I think, you know, you see all these women who or men who are look perfect, who are perfect and they live a perfect life and they have a perfect butt and they have a perfect boobs and everything. Right. So I think men and women are like, that's what I want. Wait, how do they look so good and they're wealthy? And it's like. I guess, I don't know. I just well, it's similar to being at a conference like we're at now. You were talking about in your business comparing <sighs> yourself to other people. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just social media. We're, we're at a conference now and you're talking about having some similar thoughts. Yeah, you're right. I think it's just a human thing, right? Like I think we all fall f- um, at fault for that. I think you always think that it's never good enough or you're never doing good. I don't know. For me, like just, I always talk about this, but it's like, I know you guys aren't very like religious. It's like for me, like, I had a rough morning because you do start comparing yourself to like, you're not doing well. Like somebody else is always better than you. Mm-hmm. And then I just realized that like, I'm supposed to be where I'm supposed to be because like God brought me here and like, he has a plan for me, but not everyone's religious. So it's, I don't know, for me, it's always like what well, God, God had a different plan of me dating somebody else, <laughs> but I prayed for that person. Like I literally was like, these are the top three things. And I would hear people say that I'm like, these people are crazy. (laughs) Like how, like I was religious, but then I went through my divorce and that's when, um, it was really a dark time for me. And like the only thing that saved me was, um, honestly, I think God. Are you Catholic or Christian? So I'm Catholic, but then I learned, and my mom's going to kill me for this. I'm like, we all believe in the same thing. No, we don't. (laughs) 
Okay, you don't praise like Mary as much as we do. No, it's so different. So my dad is Catholic. Okay, and we grew up Southern Baptist. Okay, and in and I thought, oh my gosh, they're the same thing because the same things you're saying right now. Yeah. Wait, and don't the Southern Baptists like have wild poisonous snakes in there? That's totally different. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's not us. Are, are they, are they, we're gonna make some people mad. I'm not gonna start guessing who that is. Um, <laughs> I thought it was the. the I don't know. We need to look into that no, because there's some wild people that. Yeah. with some snakes that are poisonous and they like go what? like this with the poisonous snakes. Like, and then they're like, oh, God is protecting me. If they bit, oh bite gosh. me, they, and they die. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, not no. that. Okay. No. I was, okay. Now I go to a non-denominational Christian church, but in college I took a religion class and okay. we went through and we learned like all the history and all the different things about all the different religions. And when we were studying Catholicism, like, this is nothing like Christian. Sure, we all believe in God, but from like a religious practice standpoint, it's very, very oh, different. Oh, I agree. Like even mass is completely, yes. I mean, yes, I do agree that there's fundamental things that are so different, but I'm always like, I don't know. I just love Jesus and like, that's what I want. But there are, and like people will come probably for us saying like, it's not the same. And you're right. It's not the same fundamentally, but I'm like, I'm not here to be like, oh, are you Christian? I'm Jewish. Okay, we can't be friends or like, we have so many different things. It's like, I don't know. Well, I ask you because my grandmother married a Mexican man and he is extreme Catholic okay. and it seems to be very cultural for them. Their whole family goes to mass together. And so my grandmother, who's like in her 80s, is now converting to Catholicism. We're oh, like, wow, what? Oh my that's gosh. so crazy. Good for her. I mean, yeah, everyone has their thing. My boyfriend is nothing. But didn't you tell us last night he works for a Christian school? Yep. And he's but he's not religious. I mean, I like try. I don't want to push anyone because I think that's like the worst thing you could do. But I'm just like, he believes, but he didn't grow up going to church. Mm. Um, as we are totally different. I think in Mexico, like there really isn't anything else besides- Dude, they made us walk to church. We walked to church oh every Sunday. Oh my God. Yeah, like it's again, back to the strictness, right? Like, yeah, you have no choice. Walking. Exactly, even if you're hungover, if you get too, like nothing, we're yeah. gonna be at church. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I'm just trying to like show him like, how amazing life is with Jesus. <laughs> I yeah. feel like at the end of the day, like we all believe in some sort of higher power. Mm -hmm. Right. And Agreed. so I think that's kind of what you meant by like, yeah. but like it's all the, the same, same thing. Kind yeah. Of. yeah. So, okay. I know this is kind of off topic, but last night when we were having dinner, this thing about worm in your poop came up <laughs> and I think that I have worms in my poop. And then Anna was like, Oh my gosh, I just got the test for that. I want to hear everything. Wait, the girl at the other side of the table said the exact she, there she got thing. the parasite. I'm telling you so many people. So our very first podcast, we mentioned worms in the poop and, and how I, I thought that I more text messages than I got about people asking me about worms in the poop. I'm like, I don't know anything about it's this. It's so common. I think everyone has them and you clearly had them or you just got tested for it. Yes. Tell me everything. So um, I was waking up for the last year. I mean, it's true when they say when you get older, your body changes. Oh, like totally. I never understood, but I'm like, okay. So I go to the gym like three to four times a day. I mean, a day, a week. <laughs> so like, I feel like I'm pretty active. Like I'm not 21 anymore, but it's still right. I'm like, I'm going to the gym, blah, blah, blah. And I would wake up every morning, just bloated. It looked like I was like six months pregnant. I mean, I literally, if I showed you right now what I look like, it's like, that's what I look like. I'm like, what's going on with my world? So I finally had to go get, <laughs> it was uncomfortable. Like it's uncomfortable to be bloated. Just like you go out in the pool and you're like, 
I'm not pregnant. Like, not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's like, it looks like I'm pregnant. So I had to go get a test. It's disgusting. But how did you know you needed to go get the test? Because I was so tired. I was like, I got to get something done. Like you were tired. So there were more symptoms than just you being bloated. So I'm always tired. The bloating was the number one thing. Yeah. Bloating is horrible. And I was, I'm not like, I go to sleep at a normal time. Like I'm not like out partying like I used to be. And I was always tired. Like even during the day I would take naps. Did you have like brain fog maybe? Yes, that too. So I was like, what is wrong with me? So, you know, you start like self uh, diagnosing yourself on TikTok and you're like, yep, that's me. That's me. I don't have health insurance. So I go through um, what's called like a, it's a, it's doctors who just do it on like a monthly plan. So you, they charge, you know, like a subscription. Yes. A subscription based. um, But I don't want to pay for insurance. That's too expensive. So anyways, I went with her and I'm like, this is what's wrong. She's like, oh, we need to do these tests. We need to do like a breathing test and a poop test. And I was like, all right, whatever. At this point, I don't care. If, whatever. It was that or like surgery. I mean, I'd... your dog needs that when it goes to the vet. What's exactly. The what's another thing? <laughs> so $3,000 later, oh my goodness. Um, I don't want to walk you through what the poop test. No, I want to, I want to hear disgusting. it. Disgusting. Wait, it's, so, okay. So you poop in like a thing, you send it in. Yeah. You poop in a thing, but then you got to like take it out and there's like different wait, wait. buckets. Hold on. Okay. There's different, you have to take it out yourself. Yes. Oh, I'm throw off talking about <laughs> wait, this. the lab doesn't do that. I thought, thank like- you. That's what I thought. She's like, here's all your stuff. Here's a glove. So you poop in this little thing, then you get the poop out and then you got to take little <laughs> things of the poop and like put it in cream scooping yes in like different little buckets and then you put in a thing and you send it to fedex and then we'll let you know what's wrong with you so have you got the results back yes yet? so i have SIBO, which is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth okay um and it all has to do and it all like it was she's like i've never seen it which so is bad. what so you just have too much bacteria in your small intestine. You're not supposed to have that. So I don't have worms, Ugh. but I have that. Um, I'm just kind of disappointed. I'm kind of disappointed that you Gosh, don't have no. worms. I mean, I'm happy for you. Yes, me too. <laughs> no, thank God. Okay. And it all comes down to what I eat. Like I can't eat red meat. Ever? Mm. I mean, I can, but then this is how I wake up. Okay. Like, so it can come back. Um, it's just like our food is so processed. And so we did all you do that. like a food allergy test? I did. And the only thing I'm allergic to is tuna. That's random. Random, yeah. So random. So it's literally just the what we eat in our food. Like sugar is really bad for you. And it doesn't affect everybody the same, right? It's just how your body is. So here I am. So what are you supposed to do? Literally change my diet. To you? They call it a Mediterranean diet. They want me to go vegetarian. I'm like, no, I freaking love red meat. Mm. So like when I eat red meat, I just have to think of like, what am I doing the next day? I'm going to be in a swimsuit or no. Like (laughs) I gotta be at home in sweatpants. Um, It sucks, but it's just everything in your, in the food. Like if you actually look at it, like the almond milk, it's crazy. But here's the thing. I feel like no matter who you follow on social media, what health and diet book you read, what documentary you watch, it's all different oh for everybody like you're supposed to be a vegan you're supposed to be mm-hmm. a vegetarian then one of my favorite people to fo- follow on instagram is like paul saladino or something like that and he's about you eat nothing but like red meat and fruit and raw milk and raw cheese and like so like all these and he's a doctor okay. and like has all these statistics behind it and then we watch the thing about 
the blue zone, right? Mm-hmm. That's the trend. All the people who've lived the centurion. Yeah, like over a hundred years yeah. or something. And so you go through, but they all say something different. So, so how do you know? I think that honestly, you have to, everybody's bodies are different. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, there's like the blood type diet. So some people think, well, it depends on your blood type, like what your diet should be and how, but I think that you just try a bunch of different things and see what feels best for your own personal body and then do more of that because you know that that's what's going to work for you. Yeah. And like you said, you feel like you need to wear sweatpants the next day. Clearly, that's not the food for you. Yeah, exactly. So it's every I think you do. We do follow whatever, you know, TikTokers say because you're like, oh, my gosh, he's a doctor. This is like but everyone's bodies is so different. Mm -hmm. The one thing that is not because I have been learning. I'm not a doctor or anything. It's like what we put in our bodies affects everybody different. But like the foods are so processed. I mean, but that's just the life that we live. Yeah. I don't have like chickens that give me <laughs> eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so but that would probably be the best, right? Like everything organic, everything that you grow. But that's just unsustainable. Like how do you, I mean, for me. You can do it. It's just expensive. Yeah. But that's a to, sad thing. It's crazy expensive. We go to the farmer's market and buy local um, organic grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And as a household of a ton of kids (laughs) and my kids will eat tons of meat if you give it to them like going and buying that at the farmer's market gets crazy expensive getting the raw organic milk and the organic vegetables dude we spend so much money in groceries it's too expensive to like live a healthy life which is crazy there's like have you ever seen like the almond milk i mean everybody gets like the silk if you don't get that anymore we make it it's so easy Wait, and it's not even real it's almond not milk. Real. It's literally sugar, it. everything. It is. It's like yeah. barely almonds. Exactly. But wait, do you have the almond it's cow? Super easy. Do you what? have the almond cow? No. How it's, are you making it? All you, you so you put your water. almonds in. Are you doing the, water? the cheesecloth thing? Yeah. Okay. You, put you know that I have to send you the almond cow because I keep seeing ads. What's for an almond it? cow? It's a okay. machine. It's a oh. machine. It makes it in a minute. And I know because our household goes through a ton of plant-based milk, but it's really cool because you could do it with coconuts. You could do it with or like coconut shreds. You could do it with like so many different plant-based and it's amazing. I'm going to send you guys the link yes, for it. Please. Making it making without that sounds easier, but at home, if you have like a blender, it's super easy. You soak the almonds overnight um, and then you put them in the blender and then you just get cheesecloth okay. and you pour it and soak out the what's not left and then the milk comes through the cloth and that's this, like what you, it's that's so way easy. more work this I've is done it both exactly ways. this is what's wild to me whenever i talk to heather or you guys and then i see you guys live like this like you do so much and then you still have all these children i mean yesterday i told you guys i'm like how do you guys do this and then you're out here making your own milk <laughs> like what like i feel like i never have enough time my in my house day is a disaster my house permanent i live in like this crazy nice neighborhood in like a four million dollar house and we look like hoarders and we look like a bomb went off on the inside that's of the house not true it is there's like it 10 is. days i've seen of her la- i've seen her stories on instagram like 10 days of laundry piled up yep. like i that's good i'm glad you bring this up i like I think, have to yeah. do the dishes at mm-hmm. night sometimes my husband sometimes does them but then the housekeeper comes in and like does some dishes like it it literally doesn't happen like but my I, house is a disaster but the fact that like you're happy right like that i feel like people portray not you and this is where we go back to like comparing like oh my gosh everyone who's on social media is so perfect it's like you guys are very successful extremely successful women but like you're still running a business you're still running a household you're still with I think your you have spouses. to learn to let some stuff go. Yeah, you're and lacking I in would certain spots. love to have a clean house, but I have literally had to decide I don't give a crap. Okay. That's the thing that's not happening right now. Okay. With four little kids at home, yeah. it's not happening. My mom was like a psycho freak about our house being clean when I was a kid. 
yeah, with as many kids as I have, I've got to let it go. We literally found molded pizza underneath Ariana's <laughs> bed last week because we had a murder mystery dinner at the house and the kids took pizza upstairs because the adults I were playing the dead. game downstairs. And uh, like they come downstairs right before I left for this trip and there's this pizza with like molded all over it. And they're like, mommy, what's this? I'm like, oh my gosh, where did that come from? <laughs> they had put it under their bed because they didn't want to eat it. But that's real life. Yeah. And that's what people don't. I mean, usually you, you do show it. And I, then you talk about it a lot. But I wish people would actually talk about that and not just be like, it's always glamorous over here. And yeah. I wear pajamas like 98.9% of the time. Same Z's. Same. Me too. <laughs> I love it. What time is it? I'm good in there. You want <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I could talk to you for hours. Yeah, I'm like, keep going. We talk about literally anything. Yeah. Well, Anna, thank you so much for being here with us today. It has been awesome talking to you about some things are a little bit of business. Some things are a little in left field. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Which I feel like is all of our conversations every time we talk. But where can people find more about you? Of course. Thank you for having me. You can find me on my Instagram, Anna KCPA. And I still answer my DMs. So if anyone has questions about anything, I'm happy to like always answer as much as I can. Um, so you can find me there. Yeah. Thanks, Anna. Thank Thanks you. for coming on. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.